Welcome back to another episode of The Valley Ohm. I'm Sue Amato, and in today's episode, you'll hear a conversation that I got to have with fellow yoga teacher and studio owner, Denise Garcia Brady. Before I lay that on you, though, I just want to address um, the current situation that I'm sure most of you already know about. Um, just happened yesterday, um, Sunday morning, very, very early in the morning. Um, Britt Tag and two of her roommates lost everything in a house fire, including three little puppies owned by Britt's roommate, Jess. It's very, very tragic and so sad. But it's really heartwarming to see how the community has really come together to collect donations of clothing and money and support for the ladies. Um, and I'm really proud to be part of this community. I am. And so in light of that, I had to teach yesterday morning, having just found out about this tragedy that um, befell Britt and her roommates and her friends. And it was really hard because we're, we, she's part of the Sunday rotation. So she's one of the teachers is myself, Britt and Mel Smith. And so the students know Britt, they've come to know her and form personal relationships with her. And so I had to deliver that news right before doing an asana class. And so it was really very difficult and heavy. However, it really shone a light on what this practice can do beyond just the physical. So really we dedicated our practice to Brit. We did big radiant backbends in the effort to send her love, send her support, and I have to believe that she felt some of that. And so I'm really thankful again to be part of this community and to know so many wonderful teachers and students and I know Brit's going to be fine. She'll get through this. She's incredibly resilient and wise but thank you so much for your continued support on her behalf and um, we're going to do what we can through Yukato to help the ladies as well so moving on from that today you'll hear again from Denise Garcia Brady she's the owner of Creative Actions Yoga which is in Bath and it's a really really lovely space um, I'm glad that I was able to go visit her there and um, see what she's created because it's really quite wonderful and what you're gonna hear in Denise's story is that really she had a lot of struggles she came from a place of not being well at all all and built her practice from that place so it's really kind of unique in that way and so I hope you um, can really gain a lot from hearing her story and um, coming to know who she is as a teacher because she really brings that experience to the table and she can help a lot of people having had that experience so how what a useful resource for our community as well and so please do enjoy her story and enjoy her teaching. She is going to teach one of the classes at the Yoga Spinathon fundraiser um, to benefit American Cancer Society via the Pennsylvania Perimeter Ride Against Cancer. You've heard me mention this before, and I will continue to until it happens, which is on January 14th. Denise is teaching the 6 o'clock yoga class, so definitely come out and enjoy that, sort of um, the day winding down at 6, at six o'clock, because we'll be ending at 8 o'clock. So um, it should be really excellent. 
Um, so yeah, do please enjoy her story, enjoy her teaching, and of course let me know um, if you have any suggestions or feedback um, or reviews. You can do this at iTunes, you can do this on SoundCloud, you can also do it straight through the website, thevalleyohm.com. Um, you can also see um, links to our supporters of the show who are Never Again Radio, thank you Michael and Jesse. Krista Yock at Yock's Rocks Designs, and Chris Long, DJ Relion. So thank you guys so much, and without further ado, enjoy the show. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to your studio, or maybe I imposed, so I no. apologize if that's the Not case. Not at all, never. Thank well, you for yeah. doing this, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you're open to it. So Denise, um, why don't you take me way, way back, and we all know now that you own your own studio here in, is this Bath or Northampton? It's Bath. Okay. So Bath on Norbath Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Very good. So it's Creative Actions Yoga. Correct. I think it's a great name. Thank you. Yeah, well done with that. So let's go, before we get into what happens here and, and all of that good stuff, um, take me way, way back Okay. to when you first discovered yoga. And I mean first discovered it. So those awkward first meetings, like maybe you're not so sure you like it. Like, let's dig into that stuff. Okay. So um, I have lots of health issues. So I have lupus and fibromyalgia. So both are autoimmune. So my body attacks itself. So where when you get a cold, your body attacks those cold cells to get rid of the cold. My body will attack healthy cells. I see. That make me sick. So, um, and lupus is different for everyone. So it's not like one cure and then that's it. So Mm -hmm. there is no cure because it is different for everybody. So for me, it attacks my heart, my joints, my muscles, and... (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. It attacks my heart, my lungs, my muscles, and my joints. Gotcha. And so for somebody else, though, it could attack their liver and their kidneys. Oh, wow. So, or it could attack, you know, various different ways. So mm-hmm. I have issues that are byproducts of all of the lupus. I so you, you can only treat the symptoms. You can't treat the actual lupus. There's no getting rid sense. of it. Is that is what you mean? There's no cure. You have it, you have it. Okay. So uh, they say it's also hereditary. So I probably had it all my life and just didn't know oh, it. Oh, wow. When um, did you first notice that you were getting symptoms? My first pregnancy triggered things. So they say a traumatic experience or a big hormone change can sh- bring things out. So okay. for me, it was my first pregnancy. And after my first pregnancy, my joints were like three times the size they were supposed to be. After the pregnancy. After so during pregnancy. pregnancy, you were During pregnancy, fine. you're great. Ah. It's after or before, yeah. Huh. So, um, because of the hormone change. I got you. So, it's okay. definitely hormone-based, a lot of it. Uh, for me, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with my joints being so big, here I am, 20 years old, and they're like, well, it's all in your head. You're too <gasps> young to have arthritis, and you're too young to have any other issues. And, and you have a physical symptom. Like, you, exactly. they could see your knee was, like, twice the size. They can see it, and yet it was all in my head. Oh, so wow. I even had a doctor explain it to me where he said that um, I'm thinking about it and making it happen. Oh, my God. So, like, psychosomatic. Exactly. Uh. So, and I'm like, no, I know nothing about arthritis or anything. I just... 
I'm in pain. I couldn't, yeah. you know, I was having trouble walking. I was having trouble holding the baby. So they tried to tell me it was postpartum depression. And I'm like, no, I want to do these things. Yeah. It's not depression. Wow. Um, How many doctors can't. did you go through? Quite a few. Mm-hmm. Until five and a half years later, I found the right doctor. Five and, and a half years? Yes. What was that like, having to battle these doctors, and were you getting different symptoms? I kind of gave up after a while and just did what I thought I needed to do just to get through. Which was what? So at that time, nothing really. Um, I just kind of listened to my body. So I was kind of mm. doing yoga without thinking about you it. You were. I didn't realize it, right? So, um, so meaning you were doing some like gentle stretching or yep. moving or something So I like grew that. up dancing. So I had Ah. that background. So from being a dancer, I knew some stretches and stuff like that. I took anti-inflammatories. I went through lots of medications. Yeah. You know, painkillers, which I'm not proud of. But, you know, because aspirin doesn't do it, you know. Yeah. At that time, that's what I needed. Yes. So he got me on the road to where I needed to be. So you found a doctor. He got me leveled off. Um, he, yeah, in fact, he laid out all the blood work and he said, see these numbers here, it's positive here, it's negative here, and well, that alone is a light bulb that it says it's autoimmune. Gotcha. So, because lupus itself, there's no outright test for lupus. Okay. So you have to rule everything else out. Oh, so it's just process of elimination. Exactly. I didn't know that. Yeah, so huh. you have to rule all these other things out before you can get to a true diagnosis. So he was able to do that. Wow. And um, at the time, my sed rate was, like, through the roof. And he's like, I have 95-year-old patients with worse arthritis in less pain than you. Oh, my So gosh. these should have been numbers that the other doctors looked at. But from what his understanding and my understanding thinking back is that the other doctors never looked at prior blood work, just their blood work. I see. So they couldn't see the differences, even though I know I took it with me. <laughs> but they must not have. Yeah, yes. Right. So um, So now you're, what, 25? Age? Uh, uh, when you get this diagnosis. Oh, when I got the diagnosis, yes. I was t- about 25 when I got the diagnosis. And he got me leveled off and okay. It was still every October is the worst time of year for me. Why? So the change in the temperature. So mm. going from... Warm, I'm okay. Because you do well in warm, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to the cold that triggers the inflammations and the joint aches and all that fun stuff. Okay. So um, the fibromyalgia, the muscle parts, what happens for me is a typical muscle has fluid that goes through it. Mm-hmm. And with my fibromyalgia, the mm-hmm. muscle tenses up and the fluid builds up on the outside, so in the lining of the muscle. Oh, okay. And then it just continues to build up there. So... You know, you'll look at me and you can see swollen muscles sometimes. And so it's learning how to get those muscles to relax Mm -hmm. and get the fluid flowing back through. That makes the difference. And that's where yoga came in. However, I I didn't learn yoga till many years later. Is that right? So you were just managing like on your own? Right. So this doctor got me managing, which was good. And then everything, I I had this, like, you know, once a year hospital visit, and then everything else, the rest of the year, I'm okay. Hospital visit because of what? Complication? Complications. So I have heart issues. Yeah, the lining of my heart and the lining of my lungs fills up with fluid also. Because so it constricts muscle, the yeah. movement. 
And so my heart works overtime this time of year. I get very short of breath. I can't do, like, cardio workouts, you oh, know, wow. even though I try to certain times. But, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I just have to listen to the body and know. Yeah, like, big time. Um, and I see now, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, that was a sign. I didn't know then, but I know now, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, but in a, I was doing okay until October of 2008. So that was the worst flare-up I ever had. Um, I went from mama four, full-time job, house, husband, the whole everything, to nothing. I couldn't do anything. I was in the hospital for seven days till the doctor said, there's nothing else we can do for you. You might as well go home. What? Um, I was laid up in bed for six and a half months, pretty much. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had good days and bad days. Sure. On a good day, I would be able to walk myself to the bathroom very slowly, but get myself there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes with aid. On a bad day, I couldn't get out of bed at all. I couldn't lift my arm to brush my own hair. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it was very low point in my life. Sure. Um, I had four kids and a husband taking care of me. It's not supposed to be that way. Right. And it's your kids are probably young, way. yeah? At that time, they were. In 2008, we had four kids at home. Um, so I'm trying to think now. That would have been, <laughs> oh, my gosh, eight years ago. So, yeah. yeah. So my youngest is going to be, it, well, he'll be 18 in May. So Oh, my gosh. So think about it. He would have been 10, you wow. know, when this was all happening. So, yeah. yeah. So it was very hard to see it that way and quite honestly I fell into depression of course I was very depressed um, and after six and a half months worth of this um, I started uh, physical therapy and they were doing aquatic physical therapy with me in the pool and I went to my last physical therapy session I was so proud of myself I drove myself there nice. with some aid of, of you know walking very slow to the car and so on and so forth but um, I was proud of myself that I got myself there and they had to call my husband to come pick me up I was back in a wheelchair no ground way. zero I couldn't walk out of there at all what I happened? couldn't even stand up well when now I know Back then, I didn't know. Sure. What they were doing is they were trying to build my muscles. But mm -hmm. because there was so much fluid buildup on the muscle already, it was actually just making it worse instead of better. Oh. So, you know, to go a few days with no activity, m that fluid would start to decrease a little bit and then I would do activity and it would just make it all that more worse mm -hmm. so they uh, took me out of the pool put me in a wheelchair called my husband and my physical therapist said shh you did not hear this from me but do me a favor and please go try yoga no way and I went we've tried everything else why not so yeah. I went home and googled and did some online internet research and found some support groups for lupus and fibromyalgia and people in those support groups who did yoga and stuff like that. And so found out I should start with restorative yoga. And that's really that's smart. Because what if you got yourself into like a intense vinyasa class or something? Exactly. Could you imagine? I couldn't. I, I couldn't yeah, walk right. to go there. Never mind, you know, do it at that point. Got you. So, so you found a restorative class and that was your I first... I started in bed. You did? Yes. Just through the internet and various oh. people in the support groups saying different things and whatnot. So I would cool. just lay in bed and do certain things, prop myself up. And because my muscles weren't straining, mm -hmm. they were supported, 
they were able to slowly start to let go. And so that fluid started flowing back through the muscles instead of just building up on the outside. Gotcha. So that allowed me to start moving around again a little bit more and eventually be able to walk and drive and get to a yoga studio, which is what I did. Amazing. So I then went to a yoga studio and started practicing, and that's what inspired me then to take my teacher training because it helped me so much. Well, now let me try and help others. Yeah. In what better way? That's incredible. It's brilliant that you started on your own like that with restorative. I love that bit. That's why I love teaching restorative because it's so near and dear. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. And you're probably excellent at it too. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, you get to a restorative class. And Mm -hmm. I know because I have been in classes with you doing plenty of vinyasa and you know, some intense stuff. So I know that you made your way back to that active lifestyle. So take me through that. You started with restorative. How long did it take you? And what was the process to get into a more active style? It took me about two and a half, three months to be able to not need the wheelchair or the walker. And again, don't get me wrong. I had good days and bad days. So there were days I was able to shuffle around and Mm -hmm. there were days where... A wheelchair was my only option. So. Oh, and actually, let's back up, for, or just let me pause you for a second. Are you on medication at this time, too? Back then, yes. Okay. Um, I was and on And obviously looking for a way to not be on lots of medication, right. but um, trying to find that balance. Once I got myself to an active point again, that's when I started, and really getting into yoga, finding the more natural ways of doing things versus the... you know medical yeah prescriptions um I found that you know there were things my body was lacking that helps you know too like Mm -hmm. vitamin d is really a big help with my immune system so really taking vitamin d I take over I take about 6,000 units of vitamin d a day and that's a lot right that is because they say anybody with fibromyalgia should take 2,000 units a day period. Okay. And so I went above and beyond based on some stuff I found researching and reading. I love to read and gain more knowledge. So in stuff that I found, there were other people that had a lot of success from higher levels of vitamin D. So that's where I started. I started with higher levels of vitamin D. And I take supplements now. Okay. Um, But I then, at that time, I started transitioning from the prescriptions to natural supplements, natural anti-inflammatories. Because the medications they had me on, I was on Lyrica for one. Okay. So that was, I'm going to say, the hardest one to get off of because it affects your nerve endings. So it's not something you can just stop. And it makes you very drowsy, too, Mm. um, which I didn't like. So the lupus and the fibro gives me fatigue to begin with. And now I have this medication making me even more tired. So. It was hard, but I was on the highest dosage you could think of. Oh, um, wow. I was taking it three times a day and just struggling with that alone. But the the other stuff they had me on, muscle relaxers and, uh, you know, Vicodin, painkillers. Oh, and wow. They had me on um, certain, I forget which one it was, but it was... Um, an antidepressant because they said that it helps raise the pain threshold so that really? I can move more. And then once huh. I started moving, that was the first one to go because I was able to tolerate the pain. So I have a very high tolerance for pain these days. I imagine. Um, because you just build up that tolerance to mm-hmm. the pain. So, you know, my doctor always teases me that one of the issues is 
this you're going to be like having something wrong with you and you're going to think it's okay because you just have a high tolerance for it you know yeah so she always worries about that sure but, that's a concern yeah you know um finding a doctor out here was hard but I did and I'm very happy with her and she's gotten me on a good road you know uh we got me off of the Lyrica which nice. was very hard to do, um, like I said, but we did it very slowly. It took years to get off of it, but oh, I sure. did. Uh, the only medication I'm on now is for my thyroid. Okay. So, unfortunately, I tried the natural route. Yeah. And it didn't work because it's just not working at this moment. So. I see. Now, is that um, an effect of the lupus and the fibro? Um. I don't know. Thyroid issues run in the family, so okay. they really don't know if it's because of the lupus or what have just you. Genetics. Just genetics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, Interesting. we just deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, back to so, yoga then. So you start in restorative classes. You're about two, three months is what you said? Yeah, two, three months of doing it at home before I ventured to a studio. Oh, doing so, it. Okay. Yeah. Got you. So... Just doing what I could at home, reading books, reading, you know, mm -hmm. stuff online. a lot of information. Just, yeah. I mean, I was in bed anyway, so. Yeah. May as well Laying just add some pillows in and be in a different good. shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it worked, um, which I'm very happy it worked. And then from there I did start to get more and more active. So then I started doing more active yoga. Um, which I absolutely loved. I loved how I felt when I left. It, I felt so much better. So did you start? And I just like continued beginner classes. Yeah, yeah, I started level one or even less than that. I think mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly to be honest. Okay. Um, what exactly I started going to, but um, taking it slow. just learning. And then once the teacher training became an option, just learning more. So I, I'm the type of person that loves to learn, have that knowledge. So, mm -hmm. you know, it definitely was the way to go for me anyway, you know. Um, yeah. And I did that. And um, I don't know. I then started doing some other stuff. I got to the point, at that point, I got to the point where I could lift weights and really? do different types of physical activity too. Yeah, I was doing CrossFit for a while. I was... Oh my god! I did uh, three Tough Mudders. I did Spartans. I did. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. How yes. do you get there though? Because I feel like if I were in your shoes, I would be really, really nervous about trying anything new. Or so those races and things require training. Yes. So I would be, and in order to train effectively, mm -hmm. you have to sort of assault your muscles a little bit to help them grow. So how do you how do you navigate that? Because it's really hard to know. It became a process of learning my body. So I have to learn to listen to it. So it shows me signs of days where my muscles are like, okay, I have to rest today. Such Today's as? a rest day. So you can wake up and be like, uh, not the day to push it. Exactly. And how do you know that? Um, well, it's hard to explain. Um, it just, it's the way my muscles feel. feel. There's days that they're shaking and spasming, and well, those are days I got to back off. Um, there's days where you can physically see the swollen and the, you know, the inflammation, and those are days I have to back off from anything strenuous. So Does it typically you know, follow something that maybe you've done the day before or, like, I don't know, a change in diet or maybe... Unfortunately, no. <laughs> no? There's just no pattern to <laughs> no, it? No, I did. I am vegetarian. Um, occasionally I'll throw some fish in there, but it's very rare. Um, but I've noticed that the red meat does... I feel much better without it. 
um, I thought it was giving me inflammation. Yeah. Uh, they say milk gives you inflammation. I tried to go the whole vegan way. I couldn't do it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love my milk too much. <laughs> sure. Do you um, follow an so, anti-inflammatory diet? Not too much. Um, I just want to make sure I get what I need at this point. Um, you know, of course, I'm conscious about it. I read labels, um, preservatives, additives. That all adds to inflammation. So yeah. I try to stay away from that type of stuff. Um, but... You know, I don't have, like, a set, I don't have, like, a meal plan right now, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is, you know, that's what I do. I don't have something like that. So I just kind of go how I feel, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I do notice that if there's certain things, um, bread-wise, like, certain flour that Mm -hmm. I should stay away from. Like a refined grain. I try to stay away from the non, or I should say, yeah, non GMO. So I try to go non-GMO. I yeah, try to stay yeah, away from the GMO. You. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so um, I find that I actually have like stomach. I don't want to say pain, but yeah. discomfort. Sensitivities, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know that if I want, you know, I love pretzels. Pretzels are my weakness, but yeah, I can't. I just have to say it's not worth the pain later mm. or the discomfort that I'm gonna. F- what about like a gluten-free pretzel? They exist. I tried. Yeah, they exist. I've, they're, they're just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. But, no, they're not. So I, I did try the whole gluten-free thing. Um, but I had already went as organic as possible before that. And my doctor asked me to try the gluten-free diet. And I did for three months. I was very... I did it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy, but I did it. And I didn't feel any different than really? going non-GMO. Huh. So I felt it. I, in fact, I think the words I said to my doctor was the, the place I felt it the most was in my wallet. Yeah. Because gluten-free is so much more expensive than even organic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just felt it was better to go back to eating gluten just within reason. Yeah, you know? right. It's um, a fair conclusion. Like pastas, you can research it. There's websites now where there wasn't all that information before. True, I know. Now there is. Yeah. And uh, people are a lot more conscious about GMO versus non-GMO and all that fun stuff. So Totally. So I just feel like there's a reason why other countries have banned it. I know. So if it was good for you, why would people ban it? I know. <laughs> Makes you wonder. It does. So moving on. Yes. <laughs> um, so what do days feel like when you feel like okay, today's gonna be like a hardcore training day? Well, it depends. You know, so, like right now, today in my stage, I had a bad flare up the last couple winters, so mm-hmm. there is no lifting weights. And okay. that's hard. To yeah. go from doing a Tough Mudder and lifting weights and doing all this stuff to yoga's it. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes a bike, I can do cycling. Right. That's my cardio. Um, it is least impact on my joints. Yeah. So it's I stick cardio. to cycling. Yes. Um, but now I know that the temperature is an issue for you. I remember this the last yes. time we, we had a chat. Um, so are you limited to indoor cycling? Yes. Like spin classes? Mm-hmm. Or I, I bought a stationary bike for home. Mm. So this way, when my body says today's a good day, I can get on my bike. Yeah. And do what I can. That's good. Because I can't, I can't know that, okay, Tuesday at 9 o'clock, my body's going to be ready for it. Yeah, So I just right. have to listen to my body, and that's when I do it. 
yeah. versus not doing it. But yoga is definitely something I do every day. It's my medicine. Do you? Yes. And it just depends. Um, just depends on how you feel that day in terms of what you do, or exactly. do you try to do the same thing every day or something similar? Um, I would love to say I do the same thing every day, but I don't. Uh, some days it's just restorative. Mm-hmm. Some days it could be a vinyasa practice. It could just be, you know, a handful of sun salutations one day versus none the next day. So yeah. it just it really does depend. I know the signs of a flare up now, so that helps too. Um, I what tend are some to, of those? I tend to lose my hair, believe it or not. You do? Yes, my hair falls out. Oh, um, wow. Like, not in clumps, sure. but like if I take a shower, there'll be a lot of hair in the drain versus none. Oh. So, you know, like, I mean, we all lose yes, a little bit of hair. Yes, we sure do. You know? um, but this is definitely visible, or there'll be hair on my pillow when I wake up in the morning, stuff like that. Huh. Um, and, uh... My vision, like, it takes, everybody's vision, you don't really notice it takes a moment for your eyes to focus, but mm-hmm. it's so small and minute that it's not really like, okay, wait, I got to wait for my vision to, to get into focus, but there's mm-hmm. days where I'm like, okay, it took about, you know, tenths of a second to focus, well, then. But it's long enough for you to notice. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. So, huh. when that happens, I have to, I say, okay, once the vision really does start, then I really have to, I know those are the days I have to slow down, Got back you. off. Because those things will start to happen how much prior to a, a yeah. flare-up? Stress is a big thing, too. Ah, uh, yeah. Stress, so. it gets everything, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Stress affects the body in many, many ways, and I got to say, for me, it causes inflammation. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm stressed, you know, the biggest thing I have to do is think of me and you know I was always the person and I still am so I struggle with it it's a mm-hmm. I'm a work in progress um, I always put everybody else first mm-hmm. I put myself last and when I do that that's when I get myself in trouble with mm-hmm. my body mm-hmm. so you know I have to sometimes say okay it's not selfish to take care of me and that's my mantra for the day you know yeah it's not selfish to take care of me so how do you do that when you run this whole studio? You run a full <laughs> schedule, and I know that you do it um, yes. essentially on your own. You're a one-woman show over here. I mean, I know you have other teachers with you, but in terms yes. of the administration and studio care and, and all of those things. Yes, um, I'm doing that. I know, <laughs> and it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I break it down. I set myself a to-do list of what I have to do every day, and... Those are the things. So every day I focus on a different part. You know, Monday's a cleaning day. So Mondays I come into the studio, I clean the studio. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, you know, I put the administration on hold so I can clean. And then, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, I have an office here. And if I'm having a bad health day, I will go home to my home office. I see. And sit with the heating blanket and the heating pad because the heat does help tremendously. And that helps me to... At least I'm sitting with all that instead yeah. of, you know, walking But you around. teach a lot, too. So I is do. it is it, how hard or easy is it for you to say, like, hey, so-and-so, I'm having a rough day today. Can you take over my class? I've never done that. You, how? How have you never done that? I when? think teaching is what keeps me going. But what Honestly, if you're really feeling... If I'm really, really feeling it, uh, for lack of a better word, I suck it up. You do? Yes. 
And how does that go? How does that how does that work I out for you? I just tell myself I have to do it. I do what I got to do. I, I don't it's a it's a mental thing, I guess. I could just shut off the pain and teach and just be But yeah. is that putting you first? Um, yes and no. Because if I gave in to the pain all the time, I'd never get out of bed. Mm. So And it's not getting you anywhere anyway. Exactly. Right. So if I stayed home all day in bed with the covers over my head like I feel like I want to do most of the time, it would just, I'd be in a state of depression and not getting anywhere or doing anything I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love to rock climb. It's something I no. love to do. So, you know, um, it's taken a back seat since I'm at the studio, you know. Yeah. Owning a studio takes a lot, but um, I still love to do it, and that is something else that actually helps more than anything, too. Why is that, do you think? It's uh, active meditation. Yeah, because you have to really focus, you right? you got to focus on what you're doing. So everything else, all the stress, all the, mm. the to-do list, it just goes away because you've you got to focus on what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, don't fall off of that wall. Yeah. That's a scary sport. It is. I don't like heights one. either. So Really? Yeah. So it's funny that you like that. It is. It's, I like facing my fears. Mm-hmm. Like this is facing my fear. I know. Because I don't like terrific, to public speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just me you're talking to. <laughs> For now. Yeah. So I heard a rumor, confirm or deny, okay. that you were teaching some sort of rock climbing yoga hybrid class. Um, I did once, but I don't right now. Yeah. How did that work out? It went well. Um, what was it like? It was focused on stretching the muscles you need to stretch for climbing versus, and then building the ones that you need to, you know, for climbing. Climbing takes, um, your back muscles tend to grow lack of a better word, or get stronger Mm -hmm. than your front muscle, you know, your chest muscles, for instance. So that balance, you have to balance it out, or you find that you are hunched over. Uh So you have to find ways to balance that. So in a lot of ways, rock climbing is yoga. Huh. So, you know, um, I know um, there was even, there's an article that hangs in the climbing gym of Chris Lobsack, and it's yoga on the wall, because it really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I guess really there are not many other sports that engage the back muscles. Mm-mm. You know, most that everything's way. like forward moving, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not for a consistent time because now I'm thinking about like baseball and pitching and there is that sort of like wind back and just to throw a ball generally you have to kind of pull the, extend the shoulder, right? I guess that would be, um, or whatever, I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. Anyway, yes. just move from the back of the body to the front of the body. And, um, yeah, but you don't spend any amount of time, like, in that position, right. really. You know, a lot of times when you're climbing, you're climbing sometimes on a ceiling, so to speak, or an angle mm-hmm. where your back muscles are doing the work versus the front. And so balancing that out, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or learning how to open the hips so that you can step up to something and building, you know, because it's not just, and, and yoga's not just, that's one of the big things is yoga's just stretching, and it's not. Right, not We're at building all. muscle, too, and I mm-hmm. think that's why it works so well for my issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, arthritis. I have arthritis, osteoarthritis in every joint. I have RA in some joints. So, oh, my gosh. I find that 
the yoga, the rock climbing actually helps that. Um, yeah, because you're mobilizing as well as stabilizing. Right, and you're building muscle to take the pressure off of the joint. Yeah. But you're doing it in such a way that I, I don't like to say you're only building muscle because you're toning that muscle because you're stretching it and building it at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. I hope that made sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me, but I'm, I'm in your world, so <laughs> <laughs> I totally get you. You know, um, when you're only stretching, you're not building that muscle at the same time. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it's learning how to... I always say with yoga, you have to learn engagement. Yes. And learning the enga- and how to engage the body because if you're not learning that engagement, your tendons don't, don't hug the bone. Yeah. So if your tendons aren't hugging the bone, you're using the wrong part of your muscle too. Mm. So you're stretching the part of the muscle by the tendon, which is not elastic. So you're stretching, it's going to stay stretched, which right. then will cause injury down the road. So if you're engaged, you're building the belly of the muscle, which is the part of the muscle that's going to alleviate the pressure on the joints. Right. So. I like it. Yeah. You make it sound, um, you make the anatomy of it really simplified, which is good for students Thank who you. don't want to hear about the anatomy. But it's important to know, right? And, it and it's sometimes hard to tell as a teacher if people are engaging appropriately or not. Mm-hmm. But um, I think to know why that's so important as a student really ups the ante a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to be aware of our bodies. That's level one, you know. Yoga yeah. 101. Yep. Learn your Awareness. body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Become aware. Be mindful of it. Know when to stop, you know. And that's Hardest thing people, to teach. Yes. You know. Even me, I struggle, you know. I think, you know, like on a bad day, it's it's hard to say, okay, I can't do a level two practice today. I know I can, mm-hmm. but I can't. I shouldn't. It's not going to serve you. It's not going to give me what I need. I'm going to regret it tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know. So really psychologically, that's that's a lot of work for you, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I have, I mean, a lot of people don't understand it either. They think because you're a yoga teacher, you cannot have anxiety. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I have lots of it. Um, not true. Uh, you know, I, I do meditate, I do all I'm supposed to do, but anxiety is still there. I get nervous. I get, you know, yeah. um, you know, when I was a kid, I had anxiety. I just didn't know what it was. We didn't talk about it then. Yeah. Now people talk about it. Now there's other options out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so it makes things a lot more, I don't know. I feel like the more open we can be, we can realize we're not alone. I completely agree with you. Um, I struggle with anxiety too, specifically around teaching and public speaking. <laughs> and, um, you know, we care about what people think and mm-hmm. the image that we present. And we want to be authentic, but then we're also worried about being judged too. Right. And I think that's a natural human thing. Um, but, yeah, it's compiled with this idea of yoga teacher being somehow above human circumstance which is just not the case at all in fact if anything more so Mm -hmm. right in the thick of it we're all human we all make mistakes we all have to live with ourselves and others um you know i everybody's striving for a happy life or Mm -hmm. you know to be happy and 
sometimes it's not really, you know, people think, oh, it would be perfect if this would happen. And it's like, I always say perfect isn't reality, it's perception. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's what we perceive it to be, and it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. So what may be perfect for you is not going to be perfect for me. Right. And it's the same way with yoga in itself. That's why there's so many different teachers and styles of yoga, because, you know, just because you come to my practice, that doesn't mean you have to love my practice. My practice may not be for you. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're doing yoga, though, that's the important part. I completely agree with you. So what kind of yoga do you teach? I teach different levels. Um, I love teaching my beginner's workshops. So I teach a beginner workshop. I take people who know nothing about yoga and teach them yoga. I love doing that. Do you? So I do that um, on a regular basis. So it's a five-week workshop. So for five weeks straight, it's consecutive. We build on each week. And then once they're done with that, they can feel more comfortable going into you know, a level one or anything less than a level one practice because Mm -hmm. they feel like they know something. It's not, it takes a lot of the anxiety away too for others because everybody feels like this is my first time. I don't know if I should go. Yeah, I don't know the poses and and I don't know know what I'm doing, you know. Mm -hmm. So it takes that out of the equation, but it also, for somebody, especially with arthritis or any type of health issues, it's progressive, so we do very little work, and then we build on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot easier for somebody with arthritis or fibromyalgia because you're not just getting thrown into it. Right. You know, because um, mm-hmm. then it'll be too much for the muscles. Yeah, so you break it down and, and work it through components exactly. of possible poses one day, but making sure it's suitable for them to get the therapeutic benefit right. from it. And then from that workshop, they go wherever they want. I teach a stretch and strength, which is a little bit of restorative. That's so, so funny because isn't that yoga, stretch yes. and strength? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a practice where it's um, work sandwiched by restorative. So we start oh, and nice. finish with restorative yoga, and then we do strength building exercises or stretches for yoga so we don't do any planks or any down dogs or anything like that we do stuff that helps us get there to be able to do that if we choose to I mean there's some people that just prefer to stay there and that's just fine absolutely they need to be that's it yeah um you know so I teach that I teach chair yoga too on Friday mornings oh cool I like that too yeah yeah so what do you like so much about it just that it's more makes yoga more accessible to people to other people yeah it's a whole different type of person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people say, I can't get down on the floor. Well, you don't have to get down on the floor. That's the good part about it. You yeah. can do yoga anywhere. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. And little subtle things make a big difference. And I cannot agree more. It just, to me, it relates to life in that way. All the little things make a big difference in life. And yeah. so, you know, because everybody, sometimes you hear people say, I'm one person. What kind of difference can I make? But you can, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Whether it be just opening the door for somebody one day, that could mean a lot to that person. So Yeah. And it's the same way in a practice. That's why I don't, I call the schedule, I call them all practices. I don't call them classes because I feel like oh. when you're coming in, I'm, you're learning, but you're not expected to just go home and know it. Yeah. So it's not a class in a sense. It's a practice. You have to keep doing it. You have to keep coming to it. And you have, you know, whether it be here or anywhere, it's a practice. Yeah. And it's, we, it's life. Life is a practice. We have mm-hmm. to learn. Yeah. And we Make have mistakes to. mistakes every day. Exactly. 
I like that idea. I love that you call it a practice. And, you know, it also, on the teaching um, side of things, it's sort of like, come practice with me. Like, then it's sort of like, yes, I'm suggesting the poses and I'm giving you tips about, like, how to, Mm -hmm. you know, go about it and, and adjust in it. But we're all just practicing together. Like, this is stuff I'm working on, too, all the time. Right. I like that idea. Nice, Denise. (laughs) so what else you got going on here um i don't know we got some things coming up we got a oh we got book club i like that yeah we try to find a book that can relate to yoga in some way shape or form but doesn't have to be like doesn't have necessarily yoga specific exactly so uh this month where we we read uh the yoga of max's discontent Oh, so I've never heard we're of gonna that. get together and discuss it uh, Wednesday, and then we'll do another book after that. Cool. Yeah, so every eight weeks or so, we'll get together on a Wednesday night and discuss the book. So that's plenty great. of time because we all live lives. Right? Yeah, it's so it's so hard you to can't, read anymore. <laughs> exactly, you can't read a whole book in, in you know a week or a month sometimes. So no, it's so sad. Breaking it down so you have time to read it or. Um, access to it and I tell people all the time you don't have to even read the book just come yeah contribute to the discussion or just listen it's still about life in a sense you know you don't have to you know there's always ways it relates back to people and why not just talk yeah that's all we want to do is talk yeah and be in good company yeah I like that so we do that too cool yeah so do you um subscribe to a particular style of yoga I guess my teaching style, I guess, has leaned towards vinyasa. Okay. So I didn't purposely set out to teach it. I think it just progressed on its own that way. So I guess it was just meant to be. But, yeah. You know, it just sort of happened. I didn't think about it until one day somebody was like, you know, it's vinyasa, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it is, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah. I enjoy teaching it. I enjoy teaching the level two, too, because you can do poses that, you, you can know. can flow more easily. Yes. You know, yeah. it's less cueing, so, mm-hmm. and it's a little faster paced than a level one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I do my level one and level two, I would say, is on the higher end of the level one and level two. So gotcha. Compared to other studios, from what I'm told. Okay. The feedback I've gotten, anyway. Cool. So, yeah, so... Um, that's why I leave the stretch and strength and the align and stretch and all those practices as they are because they're different levels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so you want to make sure you're going in the right one. You know, I, I always yeah. tell everybody, you know, just because this practice wasn't for you doesn't mean that yoga in general isn't for you. There's totally. other ways out there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you on that, and that's why there are so many <coughs> studios and styles and types of classes and practices. Again, I like how you call it a practice, and teachers, and you know, there's something for everybody, and it's about. And sometimes it can take a long time, but it's about mm-hmm. really finding the right one. But it's you know, not unlike what we heard about you finding a doctor. Right. Like it's worth the effort. It is. It really is worth it, and. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions out there of what yoga is. Yeah. And we're not just all sitting in lotus pose, oming all day and chanting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, far but from it. It's, it's stereotypical, I like to say. But, you know, we all still 
I feel like it's all still a community. We all still help each other. We all come together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. So I, I like that. I like that we all help each other. That's yeah. We should. I agree with you, and you're doing a huge part of that. You host the uh, wellness fair. I'm sorry, it's a again. Lehigh Valley Health Festival. Health Festival. Yes, it's a health festival we hold um, once a year in at Northampton Community College. Um, we hold it there. Uh, I think the date isn't set in ink yet for 2017. So. Okay, <laughs> but it'll be at the end of September. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, so we're working on that. So it'll be our fourth year doing it. So nice. I like that and. I started that because four years ago there was nothing that set out for just really teaching people about, like it started out as just a natural health festival where it okay. was only organic, only, uh, you know, non-GMO type of stuff. And that's great and that's, you know, where I would love all of us to be in a sense because, you know, these chemicals that they put in things really do react to our body, and I've learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. So um, just educating people, but what I learned is sometimes we have to take a step back. Like for somebody who eats McDonald's every day or fast food or whatever it may be, they're not going to just say, oh, I'm going organic, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's a gradual process. So we took the natural part out of it to open it up I to see. others to say, okay, there are stepping stones. Yeah. You know, and there is a place to start. And it's, it's sort of like yoga. There's a place to yep. start. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to be this, you know, stereotypical organic person, you know. you yeah. Eating healthier. It's a lifestyle. Right. And it's not just eating the right foods but it's also when you eat and how much you eat and so oh wow so you address all of that there opening it up so we have people come and do um talk about different things or have cooking demonstrations and stuff like that so terrific teach people you know that there is more and there is fast food that's healthy yeah such as well, you can make a smoothie for the week and leave it in the refrigerator, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to make it uh-huh. that day, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Um, so it's on the go. It's ready. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's there for you. So, you know, but there is a mindset to it, too. You know, you have to be willing to prepare ahead of time sometimes. Yeah, and have some foresight, too. I yes. find that to be the case. Like, looking at, you know, my week ahead of time, and I'm like, oh, you know, I have to get up early and get to teach that you know, sunrise class, so I better have, like, my shake prepared and, you know, my breakfast ready to go and whatever the case may be. That's great. So late September 2017 uh, to be announced for the day. Yeah, it'll be announced. We're hoping that these sponsors that helped us last year come back on board this year, but once the date is set in stone, we can work on that. Make more progress. Yeah. Yeah. And get that far. But yeah, we meet once a month to work on it and cool. discuss it and see how to make it better and different options and work on that. So we cool. usually meet the second Thursday of the month. So Very good. At Northampton Community College. So hey, if anybody's interested in helping make a festival come true, then yeah. Do you need help. anyone specific for help? Like any sort of there's tons of areas we can use help. So, Such as? Uh, marketing. Marketing, um, you know, okay. Helping with the website or the social media aspect of it or just letting getting our name out there to people or businesses Yeah. to let them say, hey, we're here. Mm-hmm. 
come be a part of it. You know, we, uh, last year I liked we had the blood drive. We had Keystone Miller come out with the blood truck, and people cool. signed up and gave blood all day, so it was great. That's amazing. So that was, you know, another way to be positive and help others. Yeah, for sure. Who so. else do you need off the top of your head, do you know? Off the top of my head, no. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, but no, there's always all sorts of stuff. So any way you can help or you think you can help, just we'll reach be out. A help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, any help is good. Cool, good to yeah. know. Just even a presence. Yeah, oh, I like that. I want to be part of it next awesome. year. Awesome, yeah, feedback. Yeah. Sign us up. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Cool. Love to have you. Absolutely. Love to be there. <laughs> so um, what else do you have coming up soon? Anything, any workshops we should know about? Uh, let's see. We have, well, restorative is always the third Sunday of the month. Okay. We do it from 4 to 6 on a Sunday night, so you can start the week oh, off right. That's nice. And I always tell everybody the key is to get home and not get stressed. Yeah. Because you'll have Maintain. the best nights of sleep that night, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but it's, you know, doing that, right? Um, yeah. So we have a drum and chant coming up with Jim Donovan. He's coming in from Pittsburgh to do cool. a drum chant. Um, space is limited. He's um, He brings the drums and all, so everybody gets their own drum to play. Really? Yes. That's awesome. So it'll be really cool and nice. Oh, uh, wow. So we're going to do that. Um, and that's, I see, January, January 20th. 20th. Yes. Got you. It's a Friday night, cool. so it's 6.30 to 8.30, so it'll be a fun Friday night. That's I'm rad. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, so we have um, a meditation workshop with Shweta and Doug. Uh, they're coming January 29th. So if you know nothing about meditation, that's a perfect mm. place to start. Um, they'll Good to know. answer all questions and help you learn what it is. Because again, meditation is another misconception that people, you know. Yeah. Let think you somehow it is. like turn off your mind or like transcend you know, human yes. form, and, and it's it's not quite that. Right. So we all have thoughts and ideas that pop into our head, and it's it's like an exercise for the brain. Yeah. And it's those thoughts and ideas are still there. It's just learning not to pay attention to them until yeah. you want to. Yeah, you just don't engage with them. You just sort exactly. of watch from afar. You yep. observe that you're having that thought. Yeah. But you're not doing anything with it. I had somebody tell me and refer to as a computer, which I love. It's like defragging your computer. <laughs> there you go. So I was like, that's good. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, and although meditation is a hard practice, I don't necessarily think it's always a complicated one. No, and you don't have to do it for an hour. You could do yeah. it for a minute. Yeah, you, know? you get really profound it's... results from, like, again, a minute or two mm -hmm. or five or whatever you can carve out. Right. Yeah. So, and it doesn't have to be... You know where you're closing your eyes, and you know, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. meditation you have could to be, be lots of different things. Could be rock climbing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I feel so, like yeah. that when I'm cycling a lot too, and for the same reason because I'm like right. focusing, and I like hear my breath, which creates sort of like a rhythm and a exactly. sort of like a. I don't want to say like a trance, like, but you know what I mean. It mm -hmm. kind of puts you in a different place, and then I'm just sort of like watching, paying attention, and. Right. You can't be thinking about, like, what you have to do. No. Yeah. No, and I do private privates also. And um, I work with um, a handful of people who have scoliosis. So we don't oh, realize wow. how yoga really does help scoliosis, too. Oh, totally. So uh, I work with people with that, so I like that. I like one-on-ones. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, yeah. Um. And what else?
What else? Oh, I just lost my thought. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, do you do any teacher training, or do you think about it? Um, I don't right now. One day, maybe. Mm. I don't know, but... But your gears are turning? The gears are turning, but I don't have time to let that... Certainly. ...come into play at the moment. I didn't plan to own a studio. It wasn't my I intention know. to open a studio it just sort of happens so it's so interesting to I'm me. learning as I go how so. does that just sort of happen <laughs> well when I started teaching I was leaving the house early in the morning getting back late at night and it just kind of was taking toll on the family life because mm -hmm. and you mean teaching elsewhere not here exactly yes yeah. so I was teaching in various different places throughout the day and because this is what I wanted to do I was doing I was teaching a lot um, more than I teach now so wow. I felt like I was living out of my vehicle mm -hmm. and my husband's like well dinner was always dinner time and it's not so much family time anymore yeah. so um, we had two of the older children move out of our home um, and so he converted part of the house to allow me to do small private well small group I should say mm -hmm. um, and privates out of the home which was great and that started taking off, so I started letting go, and I'd be home for dinner and then just go to another part of the house and teach, and it nice. was great. Yeah. It was going well. Um, and about two and a half, three years into it, maybe, um, my neighbor suddenly picked up on it and uh -oh. decided I was causing too much traffic. Um, <laughs> I was having a maximum of four people at a time at the house, and I was causing traffic, so... Uh -oh. Um, we actually had to do a whole hearing and the whole oh shebang. And, um, so they gave me permission to continue doing practice out of the house, but to be done by six o'clock so that there wouldn't be headlights shining. That um, seems reasonable. But that killed all my evening stuff. Mm. So it was either lose everybody, send them elsewhere, or, uh, do something about it. So I had 30 days to find a space oh and gosh. open up, and we did it. Um, we wow. opened a small studio. It's actually right next to the, the unit, right next to where, to we, where are here. we are now. And I started there, and I was doing eight people at a time and outgrew the space. Oh, so my gosh. People That's great. People would get mad because they would come, and I'd be like, I have nowhere to put you. So Yeah. Um, but, again, I didn't plan on that happening because <laughs> I did know marketing. I did know, you know... So it just sort of happened, and then it's how you that's want it to why... happen. Your yoga speaks speaks for itself. Thank you. Yeah, um, but then that's how we wound up where we are now. So and you're fitting this space so far. Yes, <laughs> plenty of room. Don't want to move. No, good. It's really nice. It's really yeah. lovely. It's cozy. It's Thank really you. cozy here. Thank you. And it's beautiful. The building outside too, and certainly easy enough to get to. Yeah. It's so right on the main road, which is nice. Mm -hmm. There's parking, plenty of parking. And there's cornfields around us. So yeah, it's, it's really great nice. in the warm weather because we hold practice on Saturday mornings outside. You do? So out back, back in the grass, and you're like literally got cornfields around you. and yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So there's a pond across the way that you can see, and so it's really nice oh, and nice. quiet, actually. So yeah. it's nice. So, yeah. That's wonderful. So, How long have you been here, then? Um... Oh, gosh. Almost three years. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. I'm, I'm happy I got to come by and see. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for my coming. My pleasure. And for doing this. Oh, my gosh. This is delightful. It's really my pleasure. <laughs>
All right, so before we close out, um, okay. why don't you tell the good folks where they can find you on the internets? On the internet would be creativeactionsyoga.com. Uh, you could find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all, under all the, same the same name. thing. Um, uh, the only one that's different is Twitter. It's C-A underscore yoga. Okay, so, good So, unfortunately, know. Creative Actions Yoga did not just play out. So Sure. Everywhere, everywhere else, it's Creative Actions Yoga. So Wonderful. Uh, so, any social media, we're out there on that, too. Uh, there's the website, and you can sign up for things there, find out more information, call, discuss things. I don't mind talking. <laughs> yeah, you do a good job of it. So, See? you know, I always say my life's an open book, but, you know, ask, and I'll tell you as honestly as I can. Yeah, I like so. it. It's very yeah. generous of you. So. So thank you for sharing well, with me. thank you. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Thank you for listening, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I don't think I'm very interesting, so. I think know. you are. I think well, you have a lot you. to share. I think you have a lot of um, experience that is helpful for people to hear about and know about. It's not um, a story that everybody can tell. And you do it with poise and grace and knowledge. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Denise, namaste. Namaste.